How's it going? How are you getting on? Any crack? No? You'll never guess where I am. In the fucking bed. Shirt Sunday. It's a day for relaxing. That's what God used to say. God used to... If you look in the Bible, God says, put up the feet in the Sunday, glad. But um, I'm in the bed here now. Had a few pints there last night. A few too many, some people would say. Um, I was greedy for one more though before I left. But I said, no, I won't have it. The nine pints will do. I was out with a good friend of mine. We had good crack now, so we did. We were chatting and we were gossiping when we were looking at people. The normal kind of stuff you do in a pub. Um, so when I'm in the bed here now. I've got to get up to meet somebody soon. And um, a small bit of work to do on, on a Sunday. You know me. Hustle all the way, boy. I got that off Mark Wahlberg. Who apparently gets up at two in the morning. But um, he's a gobshed anyways, so fuck him. So how was your weekend? Did you get up too much, did you? Huh? I'm excited now for this Conor McGregor fight. I won't I won't lie to you. There's a press conference coming up next week, I think. So that should be good fun. Um himself and Khabib. Now a lot of people are saying that the rounds they start off standing. Yes, correct. And that Conor McGregor is gonna have the advantage in that sense because Khabib's gonna try and take him down, but Conor will have he'll be able to get in a couple of shots first, you know what I mean? But um if Khabib gets him down, then he might not be able to get up. But then I heard that McGregor's wrestling's very good, you know? And he's handy on his back, too. We like me little fucking Gervin, hey, hey, hey. But um, I th- I, it's hard to know. It's hard to fucking know, you know? Because Khabib is, is wrestling there with fucking Luke Rockhold and Daniel Cormier and Kane Velasquez. Um, so... He's, he's obviously very tough, you know. So we'll see. We'll be looking forward to it now, I, I must say. It's it's kind of like Christmas, you know. I won't be able to sleep the night before. So what I'll do instead is I'll um, I'll get really drunk. Um, And that's the crack, really, you know. So I'm going to spend the day now writing stuff, writing stories that I have in my mind for... um. I have a tour coming up, would you believe? A tour of Ireland. And I hope to see you at one of the beautiful sh- venues or shows... Actually, you know what? While I have you here now in front of me, I'll check up on Facebook exactly where I'm doing the gigs. Do you know? You know, I was going to pause it there, but I said, you know what? I'll um, I'll uh, walk you through my uh, how I I will go on Facebook and all that stuff. So, excuse me, I'm moving the phone there now. Super Deluxe comes up on the page there. John West Juna, featuring Shane Finn, great man. Twenty-four marathons in twenty-four days. Then I have a cousin of mine that uploaded a picture of his dinner. And a lovely set of peas and bacon, carrots and what looks like cabbage and um, mashed potatoes, which is on every Irish meal. <laughs> every Irish meal. I, I find Facebook nowadays just people giving out to each other or just like, you know, arguing over something, bickering. It's all that kind of shite and you just get sick of it, you know, so it's not my cup of tea at all. Um... So let me see now what it says on, on my old Facebook here now. I'll, I'll, I'll go down there now. And I'll check my Facebook. It's called The Little Weapon Tour. And um, it's going to involve me going around Ireland. And I'm going to have my father with me as well. He's going to be coming on stage with me for a little surprise. We're going to do a little workout for you. Well, we're going to do a few workouts for you on stage. Talking about the Mills, the Crows. I'm also going to talk about Facebook addiction and instagram and all that other stuff and uh just that kind of general stuff you know 
and let me tell you now when the gigs are. It's called The Little Weapon. The Little Weapon Tour. Roisin Dove, October 25th. Cypress Avenue, November 2nd. The Sugar Club, November 3rd. The Royal Theatre, Kessabar, November 10th. Limelight in Belfast, November 14th. Dolan's of Limerick, November 16th. And Upstairs at JRB's in Kildare, November 24th. That's where I finish off my tour, upstairs in a pub. That's the kind of man I am these days. So hope to see you at one of those gigs. It's going to be great fun. fun. And um, I'm going to have a special guest at each gig. Um, might bring Sam... Oops, gave his name away. Um, might be someone coming to the gigs. But um, sincerely though, I might be bringing... You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know who would turn up. The Boo might come with me. And speaking of, of The Boo, I'm going to be telling Hardy Book stories from, from times gone by as well. So... We're going to have a nice little Q&A at the end as well. And uh, then we will have a few pints. And forget it all happened. How does that sound to you? So, I'm doing the normal crap here now. If you're scrolling through Facebook and it's all uh, 360 pictures, class, Bono wouldn't pay his fucking tax. Oh, here's a video of fucking Ariana Grande doing something cool. A couple of nice women there. Yes, please. Some lad steamboats eating a burger in McDonald's falling around the place. And then all of a while, all of a sudden, you get these ads that, that are creeping into Facebook. Grammarly, it's called. Make sure everything you type is clear, effective, and mistake-free. Oh, the irony of saying mistake, Ron. <laughs> ah, that's the crack, really, anyways, now. So I just said I'd check in on you, see how you're getting on. And um, I'm sure a lot of you are in the bed there today, just going, Oh, no. Am I back here again with the fear, am I? How come I'm scared to go down the town? I'm even scared of my own mind right now. But don't fear. What you want to do is go out for a little walk. And um, just have a little walk. Don't, don't have coffee or anything like that. Just go for a small little cosy walk for yourself around a field or a park or on a little footpath. And then when you get back, pull the wire yourself. If you want to. Of course, I'm not forcing any man to pull the wire. Never do that again. Those days are long over. I've made my money and I get out. And anyways, that's enough shy talk for one day. So I'm going to see you guys soon. Best of luck. Hope to see you at one of the gigs. And um, I've got some longer podcasts coming as well. They're called The Love Spurts. And I am um, a spiritual leader going by the name Sensei Colgan. Sensei Owen. And then I'm with my good friend, Dr. Jordan, who's a... Uh, psychologist would you believe so do check that one out and you know actually you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the chat going for a bit more because I'm only on 7 minutes fuck's sake everyone's doing podcasts for hours Joe Rogan's podcast is 3 fucking hours and here here am I just doing 7 minutes in the bed I mean come on the fuck am I playing at um, let me see what it says today on the papers will I we'll, we'll go through the papers today and we'll see what they say the Independent. How was a company millions in debt given social housing contracts? Families and contractors demand answers. Well, I've no answer there for you lads, so I'm going to keep going. Fucking more Brexit chat. Everyone's on about, oh, you shouldn't have fucking done Brexit, man. Oh, you should have fucking done Brexit, man. Just let them fuck off. Do you know, though? Just let them off. Just as long as you get up tomorrow, you do a bit of work. You're sound enough to people. Brexit won't matter two fucks to you, mate. Good luck. Dermot O'Leary dashes 
to help contestants after X Factor accident on tonight's show. Dermot O'Leary, butter wouldn't melt in your fucking mouth, mate. You know what I mean? You're you've a lot of skeletons in your closet, I'd say. You're too clean. You're too good. Some something's up with you, Dermot O'Leary. That X Factor's shite anyway, so you need to get rid of it. How come Meghan Markle's family are just trying to hop on the back of her fame now? It says here Meghan Markle's half sister, Samantha, arrives in London to arrange a one on one meeting with Duchess. Would you not arrange it before you got there? Samantha. Fuck's sake. I mean, you can't get good half-sisters anymore, can you? But uh, they're trying to um, get in on... the. They're probably trying to get in with all the money that the royals have. And they're just popping up now all, all over the gaff. Some, uh, Meghan Markle's um, owlad was trying to get to the wedding. Wasn't invited. You know, it just... People just need to, you know, do their own thing. And if, if, if it... Megan didn't want him there, then he didn't have to come. Is that fair enough? Megan Markle's half-sister Samantha has reportedly arrived in London several days after her manager said she wanted to arrange a one-on-one meeting with the Duchess. The 53-year-old tweeted, Having a wonderful time in London. British people have been so lovely and helpful. If I can survive the roundabouts, it will be a miracle. LOL. You fucking header, Samantha. You fucking lunatic. Oh, you're a fucking nutjob. Eh? The roundabouts. Oh, my God. And the thing is, we uh, British people and, and even people over here in Ireland, we can relate to that. Roundabouts are mental. If you can survive them, that's... Not a day goes by when I don't hear somebody saying, if I can survive the roundabouts, it'll be a miracle. And then saying LOL at the end, laughing out loud in real life. Oh, God, you header. Last week, her PR manager, Rob Cooper. Like, who's Rob Cooper when he's at home? flagged the visit and said Samantha, who has not seen her younger sister in over a decade, was hoping to meet with her during the trip. That's a bit convenient. Hasn't met her in over ten years and then it's like Well, you're royalty now, would you mind do you want to meet up for a cup of tea? And how how do you how do you arrange a meeting nowadays with uh, Meghan Markle? Do you just turn up to the gaff and say, How are you Harry? Is Megan there, is she? Or do you um do you send her a message on WhatsApp saying How's the royalty going? Um, would you mind coming out of Starbucks there for a cup of coffee? I'm next door to the Buckingham Palace job. It's hard to know how you'd meet up with them because they're covered with security. I'd love to know what goes on behind those closed doors apart from them um, apart from them turning into lizards. I'd love to know what exactly they're at in there. I fear Megan may not be made aware of these discreet attempts and therefore making this public is the only option we have left. You fucking bullshitter. You fucking bullshitter. Because you're only putting that in public to guilt her into meeting you. That's what it is. Just be honest about it. Recently, she weighed in on Meghan's fractured relationship with her father, Thomas Markle, who was caught selling phone photos of himself to the paparazzi before his daughter's May wedding. So let, let me go over that again. He was caught selling photos of himself to the paparazzi before his daughter's May's his daughter's May wedding, which he then missed due to a heart attack. That's a fucking busy sentence, that is. He was caught selling photos of himself to the paparazzi. I'm sure the paparazzi caught him too. Why was he selling photos of himself before the wedding? You know, and that, that doesn't seem stressful enough to have a heart attack. Not that they're connected, but... I don't know, it's a funny one. It's a funny one. In an interview with Good Morning Britain in July, she asked Megan to visit their father. I think he really just wants to embrace her. 
and have some closure on the distance and the misconception and really and really let her know that he loves her that's fucking grade a bullshit that is because the only reason why those people want to meet up with megan now is because they want a piece of the pie they want a piece of the royal pie and i half don't blame them and i half wish they were more honest about it and just said hey megan how are you getting on listen you wouldn't throw me a million there will you and i would forget about everything i'll fucking leave you alone yes dad here's a million good luck you know because harry has it harry's not in the pub looking for fucking change when harry goes down the pub he only goes down with a hundred dollar bills and he says can you convert that into pounds can you so that's the kind of stuff that they're and harry don't start me another lad picking william that lad has got money coming out of, apparently i heard a story about himself and his missus kate that they wiped their arses with 20 quids and then they just fucked them out the window and said fuck the royal people fuck fuck the locals that's what i meant to say yeah yeah so um i'm actually not going to edit that out i'm just going to leave it in there bono it's not your time to speak on this bono's daughters ban him from speaking about weinstein who he says did very good work for you too and that's a fucking precarious enough situation weinstein is obviously the dodgy bastard in the states we'll have a look at this will we poor old weinstein the wanker isn't he bono's daughters abandoned him speaking about harvey weinstein or as i call him harvey weinstein um i seen a video before actually with one of bono's daughters she was um interviewing someone she was just cocky you know i don't get this cocky fuckingness that people go around with i mean one thing i don't understand is people that are cocky you know we're just fucking atoms lobbed together spinning around in space space i meant to say and um i don't know i don't know i just think we're all gonna we're all fucked anyway someday so what's the point of being cocky anyways talking shite again the bono's daughters uh the u2 frontman worked closely with the disgraced movie muggle on 2013's long walk to freedom as he wrote the accompanying song ordinary love although he admitted the producer has done very good work for his band the 58 year old singer won't say too much about the sexual harassment allegations against him or the wider Me Too movement because his kids don't think it is his time. I wonder what his time is, you know? I mean, if he has an opinion on it and he's a, he's a famous lad, he should say something about it, no? I mean, you, Bono, fucking cunt's massive. The one hit, the one, inverted commas, hit maker is also an avid philanthropist and has worked closely with a number of former US presidents but he currently doesn't want to be near President Donald Trump because he doesn't trust him. I say Donald Trump is sickened by that, Bono. Lots of my lefty friends doubted I could work with George Bush, Bush, but he came through, and as did Tony Blair and Gordon Brown, who are two lovely lads. I added in the last bit myself, because Tony Blair is obviously very dodgy. Actually, both of them dodgy. I asked if Trump is on side. He added, no, he's trying to cut all that stuff at the moment which is why i don't want to be near him if he'd put down the axe maybe we could work with his administration but we can't with the sword of damn is hanging i don't know what that means anyways i'm fucking sick of reading about bono sunday i'm, I'm hungover i don't be looking at bono so that, that'll send me into a bloody tsunami of feckin' fear looking at his feckin' silly wealthy face and that's the crack anyway lads hopefully you all have a nice day now and hope you enjoyed my few words here i'm going to be doing this podcast this day this time every sunday i've said that loads of times before but i just got really busy but now i've made space for it 
It's going to be the Hangover Podcast where you listen to me talking away to you. Hope you enjoyed this and I wasn't going on too much. And uh, see you this time next week.